0: What's going on, boys and girls? It's Christian with Sloppy Horror. Before we start this episode, I want to take a second and drop some big news on you. After many requests, the wait is finally over. SloppyHorrorPodcast.com is up and running. So for all of you asking for merch, it's here. Finally, our merch, content, and entertainment can all be in one place. Now, we're an independent show without any sponsors, so you fans are all we have. Ozark and I are humbled each week by the love and support from all of you, and we thank you for letting us be your scary movie companions. So, if you want to support us, check us out at sloppyhorrorpodcast.com. This world is full of artists, but very few are remembered. The thing that separates the remembered from the forgotten is simple. It's originality. It's easy to mimic an idea... But who out there can create their own? On today's episode, we are discussing a work from one of the most impressive talents the horror genre has ever seen, Clive Barker. Clive is not only a director, he's a well-established writer and painter. This man has his own style, you can spot his work from a mile away. Dark stories with rich character development, laced with blood and gore and sexual undertones, he is his own and unmatched by any. It's a crime we've gone this long without covering this movie, but we wanted to save some of the best for the spooky season, and this is one of them. Clive Barker's 1987 classic, Hellraiser, based on his novel The Hellbound Heart. Hellraiser gave the world a gang of new villains to be terrified of, the Cenobites, led by the infamous Pinhead. A meet and greet with the Cenobites can be scheduled, by the way, if that's your thing. All you have to do is solve the puzzle box. Once unlocked, they'll show up and they'll blur the lines between pleasure and pain and torture you for eternity. No big deal. The impact of this movie is still being felt today and discussed by fans old and new. So what do you say we become explorers of the further world of experience? I mean, Ozark and I have such sights to show you. It's time to shake these chains. You guys did open the box, technically, so now you gotta come join us as we give our take on Hellraiser. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And I am here with the best producer in the whole wide world. And he's back again for another week clapping your cheeks.
1: And that's Ozark Mark. What's going on, Ozark? I'm coming in with big hands. Clap your cheeks. Make it go. Thunder Here booty. And welcome to the show. Here today, we have such sights to show you. Or maybe here not show you cuz you know you know some people may not be watching this you know with mm-hmm. their eyes they might be watching with their ears so we have such sights to uh uh talk to you about i guess <laughs> like
0: he said <laughs>
1: anyways if you're a horror fan you probably know exactly what that means we are talking about what mr christian ramey we're talking about hellraiser Ozark. now this is a flick
0: it's i mean we didn't talk about this last season with the pillar but the last season, it's not like we did it last year, it was the beginning part of this year. And I felt with Hellraiser, I says, I says to the guy, I says... Stop saying that. <laughs>
1: it's like, <laughs> so I says... Uh, <laughs> Shut up!
0: We need to make what? sure that's so funny. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I says but you're saying it like you're not like doing the typical voice like you're meaning to say it. Like that you just naturally I actually say, say that. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I go up there, I says what? So so the guy says to me, he says <laughs> <laughs> the old
0: people always do that. I
1: know, I love it when people old people say it. I says to the guy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, if you're familiar at all with the horror genre and if you've ever been to a convention or if you've ever been to anything, you've seen Pinhead. You know how big of a movie this is. Have you ever been outside on Halloween? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. This hit home for a lot of people. And and to be fair, too, in a start off, this missed a lot of people as well because it is a very specific movie. This was made by Clive Barker. Uh, as we talked about in the intro, Clive Barker is just kind of one of those rare guys. I mean, he's like a—he uh, wrote books, obviously that this was adapted from his books, and then he's also like a painter, a director, just one of those crazy, like a, a true artist, a true guy like that. So when you watch Hellraiser, it looks like nothing you've ever seen before because it's Clive Barker, and he's just in his—he's in his own world. And he got to make whatever he wanted. And this was, um, I'm not saying this like as a knock. I'm saying this as like a he didn't get enough credit because it was hard to be like a gay director back then. You know, and even as straight guys, you could see that, especially in like that world. He was a gay dude (laughs) making movies and they had like sexual tones to him. I mean, this whole movie sexual. It's like pleasure, pain, some like real BDSM undertones. And I thought that was kind of badass. He just was almost like a, a David Bowie or something of his generation in a sense where he's just like, dude, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care if it fits in. I don't care if you don't like it. But a lot of people did. I mean, the Cenobites, the Cenobites are pretty badass, Mark. I don't care what anybody says. I don't know if you like this movie or not. Obviously, we're going to get into it. But it's like horror characters alone. You're not just getting one guy. I mean, Pinhead's the ringleader, but you've got a whole like army of dudes. I think there's something really badass about that
1: yeah they're they're definitely different than um many of the other typical horror icons yeah they're very different they're very unique and there's a crew of them you know there's not many crews in this either and uh they do create fear there's something about these guys that creates fear like the like you do not want to get caught by these guys. No, no. <laughs> at all. I'd much rather get caught by a Jason cause I know he's just gonna come in and just get me with one strike, and then it's it's instant death. These motherfuckers are going to torture you. Until you like it. <laughs> Until you, <laughs> like, like, it. Like, Until you <laughs> like it. And then they're going to fucking torture you some more. Like, this is true hell. This, this fuck. I just, I'm not picking up any. I don't want to pick up a Rubik's Cube anymore. You Dude, know what I mean? After no this kidding. bullshit. No kidding. It's, that's an interesting concept, too. Like, what
0: other horror movie do you know where it uses a puzzle box? Hellraiser series is its own thing. And even as the obviously we're only covering one, but I will say the franchise did kind of go its separate ways, and I did enjoy many films of the franchise. This one obviously kicking it off. Now, I guess it's our job, or what we do usually, is just run down a little synopsis for the people who haven't seen this movie. So you have this guy, Larry. And Larry has a girlfriend named Julia. Or maybe they got married. I don't know if they're married or not. But they're like a new couple. And Larry has a daughter who is an adult, pretty much. She's like 20 years old. Smoke show. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, her name's... Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: Yes. Kirsty is most definitely a smoke show. Most definitely one of the my favorite um, yeah. final girls of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley Lawrence is the actress's name. She is smoking hot. Yeah. Anyways, she's pretty easy on the eyes. Dude, she is. Now, her character, um <clears throat> the way that I'll put this is once there's a puzzle box in the Hellraiser series, and if you open this puzzle box, it opens doors, but it's like doors to hell, and it unleashes this group of people called the Cenobites we've been talking about, and Pinhead is the ringleader, and what these people do is they trick you of what heaven and hell is. They make they torture you, and pleasure you at the same time to the point where you don't know which is which. And it's like an eternity kind of thing. Well, Larry, so that's Kirsty's uncle, Frank is a person who opened this box. And he was kind of a weird character, kind of a black sheep of the family. So nobody knows where Frank is, but really Frank is, he was in the Cenobite lair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, a little family drama. A little, Julia, just a little. Julia, Larry's significant other, used to be fucking Frank. She used to be, Frank was clapping him cheeks. He
1: was clapping the cheeks on the wedding dress. Yeah, of his this brother. This fucking bitch, and I can say that because I'm a faithful man to a woman, okay? Yeah. No, this is a bitch. This fucking whore. Yeah, she's a whore. It's fucking, it's, it's mm. It it does a great job of making you like really hate her.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't even slut shame like you know go have your hot girl summer. But what she did was downright dirty. Mm-hmm. No one
1: likes this lady. No. And there's a strange. Okay, so here's what's going on. Especially Larry, you know he's a hardworking guy. He's just trying to make a nice house for these. He's just broad. Great guy. Great dad. He's over dad. here working his tail off, moving mattresses. That ain't easy. No. So and what does this bitch do? What nothing. does this bitch do? Well, let me you, give, give him
0: the rest of the synopsis. Sorry, so I, that, you
1: you, I got all excited.
0: No, it's okay. It's, a, it's okay. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. I get excited, too. See, it's wearing off on you. It's wearing off on you. What's going on, though, is so she was banging Frank. Well, Frank comes back, but Frank is like a demon, like barely alive. He's like a sack of bones when, like pretty much when it starts off. It's like a pile of mucus. Yeah, yeah. And he gets brought alive by some blood. What happens is Larry bleeds on the floor because he cuts his hand while moving the mattress, this mattress, like Mark said, when they were moving in. And it brings him alive. And eventually, the more he grows, he obviously he reveals himself to Julia. And she's freaked out at first, but he's like, Look, you gotta kill people to bring me back alive. So every person you kill, I'm gonna like he pretty much like drinks all their blood and all their like yep. everything inside of them and he starts to come back together and he starts to get more flesh and muscles on him as the movie goes on while she's killing people she's like tricking dudes she's going to the bars and picking up dudes and we're going to get into how strange all that is cuz there's a lot I have to say about that very strange but she dupes these guys back to her house and she pretty much kills them with a hammer Frank drinks all their life, or <laughs> whatever he eats. And he's on the run from the Cenobites because he escaped. He escaped them. So he what he's trying to do is come back to life and run away with Julia. He needs just enough people to get alive. Well, Kirsty kind of gets wind of what's going on. She finds Frank before he's at his full form. She messes with the puzzle box. She sets him up. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. So now you guys kind of have an idea. It is a unique story. It's a little out there, but hopefully my little synopsis, if it didn't confuse you, hopefully it kind of gave you a nice uh,
1: layman's terms of what's going on. So, you know, I feel like if I went to the video store and I picked out that movie and I read the back of the VHS tape, I feel like that's what it would have said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe that's what the stoner video store clerk would have told you. <laughs> Look hey, man. man. <laughs> This, this guy's movie's crazy, man. I'm telling you, this guy, he's like, starts out as like a sausage or something, man. He grows these little talons, and then, you know, this lady hits him with a hammer, and then he comes back to life. And then, you know, this box, man. I'm telling you, there's this weird big termite. thats It's crazy, man. That's what I want to hear. Yeah.
0: I miss that. That's not around anymore. Yeah. But that's a good enough synopsis. Now, moving forward, I do want to say. As we already covered, the Cenobites are badass. They're some of the coolest characters. But a lot of the killing done in this movie is done from Julia. She is nuts, dude. Like, with a hammer. Like, not like a, a, a large hammer. And she, like... She's not like some large, like, shot-put Olympian woman. Like, she's
1: uh, she's not like Miss Trenchbull from fucking Matilda. No, it's she, not. It's going to take a couple whacks for her to get you down, which is going to be painful. Bro is shit. Like, these are painful
0: deaths. Like, usually, like, in horror movies, people get whacked and they're out. Dude, this is like with a hammer where you're like, yeah. ow! <laughs> what the fuck? Why did you do that? It is like, a, oh, I don't think I would have went down. Like she would have really had to knock me out first blow cuz I would that would have hurt so bad. I think oh,
1: rage. Oh would've... yeah, rage would have overcome you and then a, the mix of <laughs> adrenaline and rage. Like oh, bitch. but the problem is she picks up all these like <laughs> like wimpy ass dudes. Like it's funny. Every time she brings a guy back, he always says like the wrong thing. Simps. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, one of them, I love the like the last guy she comes up and kills her going up the stairs he's like you know sometimes I get lonely <laughs> it's like why, why, <laughs> why are you, why you saying, saying this that? why <laughs> do you keep saying this stuff?
0: <laughs> everybody does everybody Though I, does
1: I suppose
0: <laughs> what's stranger to me because I'm sure this actress wasn't this way I don't recognize her from like anything else uh, to be truthful with you but she is not a smoke show if I'm being nice. And maybe somebody found it. Maybe it's a British thing. Maybe it's I I don't know. But like Well, they are
1: older people though. I mean I, I mean they are in like lonely. like Larry is Larry has got he's got wrinkles on his body. You That's know true. What I mean? So I feel like they might be fifty plus. We don't yeah. see fifty year old attractiveness the way fifty year olds see fifty year old attractiveness. Yeah. Like, yeah. do, like, look at me right now. Do I look that much different from, like, 10 years ago? No, not really. No, but I guarantee you, if you did not see me for 10 years and then saw me again now, well, you'd be like, whoa, man, you look so fucking different and shit. You know what I mean? If that made any fucking sense at all, I have no if idea.
0: I could save time in a bottle. But. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Mark. It, it is strange to... uh. <clears throat> to consider that fact I guess old people need love too they need to make love too bro they need to throw their hearts out of rhythm banging and stuff I mean old people do that kind of stuff a lot. old people die from banging all the time dude and it's like hey hey I mean that's the most Fonzie way to go out bro coming and going brother you do the same thing and you're just out goodbye back. But... <laughs> She's down there, like, what's happening?
1: Goodbye. (laughs) I love you.
0: (laughs) Your body just hits the floor. God I killed him but there would be like a tad bit of confidence from that if you fucked somebody to death mm-hmm. like not from killing them not from like actually brutally hurting them but like if it was consensual and it was just some uh, you know you were gyrating that thing and you just threw him out and you killed him you'd be upset but there'd be a part of you to be like you know I gave him a good life
1: yeah that's, that's an achievement
0: <laughs> that is an achievement bro <laughs> it's an
1: achievement that many people don't have I so. fucked you to
0: death but there are women's I mean, maybe a few men's, but I think it's mainly women's. I think it's young women's and these old wealthy men's. hmm And they get together, and they start coming at it like it's 1978,
1: and their heart just says, uh-uh, uh-uh. One of us is coming. One of us <laughs> Dude, is stopping. It, look, man. It's a lot of work, okay? Oh, sure. Especially when you turn the fucking turbo on, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you get oh, out of you get out of breath i the people crack me up they said i could fuck for hours no you can't not hours no you you would have to you would have to switch roles every 5 minutes for both of you to not get winded and tired cuz oh, yeah. you guys are not triathletes <laughs> yeah i'd say, so i'd say it's a, i'd say that. it's about
0: a, a 20 minute to 30 minute max that's
1: that's with foreplay yes yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes but there is a lot of position switching. There is, oh, of course. You got to do the Kevin Hart thing where are yes. talking about like, you know, switch it up.
0: Yeah, I, and I've, like I I got minutes.
1: problems Ozark.
0: I like need to be up there on the scoreboard like real big time before I finish with my one point. Because you know, you know, they, I don't like to give them points that easy cuz we can get multiple points and they can only get one. And there there's there's a fun in that. There's a fun in that. So it's just like Yeah, you got me, but I got you five.
1: They can get more than one, too. Well, no, I'm saying, like... What are you saying? You can
0: hit their button five times, but they only got that one time per session. You know? Yeah, maybe multiple times in the night. So it's like, once you rack up that scoreboard, you can kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want for the rest of the day. You know, but if it's like one of those consensuals where it's like you're tied on the scoreboard, you don't know where the power lies for the rest of the day, Ozark, Mark. I'm just telling you what happens in homes, you know. If you both finish the same on the scoreboard, it's equal playing grounds. But if you're like, if you hit that button five times and she hits yours once, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to Christian's house. We're probably going to go to a casino, all right? And she'd be like, all right, I'll see you later. But you only got like a half hour. You got like a half hour. <laughs> a half
1: hour. What are you talking about? I'm Listen, just telling you how you get away with stuff. If you uh, Look, come back. Towards the the topic here, I don't even know where to. She played at. with her box. I came. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> I not <didn't> know.
0: <laughs> okay, just kidding. We didn't mean, we didn't was mean damn close. We did was We didn't mean to get graphic, okay? But this is called Sloppy Horror Podcast. So if you clicked on this with the, it's Sloppy Horror Podcast, and this episode's called Hellraiser. Hellraiser. And and then oh,
1: how far are we into this, Mark? And, uh, nobody knows anymore.
0: Well, if you're this far in. And you're like, oh my goodness, these guys are nuts.
1: Well go back to a go back to a different episode then. Who cares? Yeah, Who cares? yeah. What are you gonna do here? Yeah. Um so I joke, I kid. Great uh great stuff here. So um do you have a favorite character of this, Christian Raimi? Well I uh, Kirsty's up there, but not in the
0: sense that she's just a smoke show, but I have favorite final girls. hmm And this is something that I want to be stitched or like, you know, put into a TikTok. This is a this is powerful. This is powerful, because this is final girl stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress. She killed it as Lori Strode. She was a strong woman. Like she like was you know, she took out Michael Myers, but Michael Myers was a dude. I mean a shape or whatever. The reason I love Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite, is Freddie's not a dude. Like you just fought like a demon. Like, if we're believing the premise of this movie and we are going to rank final girls, like, you just fought a demon and, like, you turned your back on him and he, like, killed your fucking mom and your boyfriend and your friends and you beat him? Like, yeah, like, that's some shit. Like, that's, like, some not casual. And he, like, really went at her. Well, I really like Kirsty in this because you're fighting, I mean... I'm sure they can see behind you. And if you're not if you're an audio listener, you know the, the Cinnabites. Like Mark said, I mean, they come on the scene pretty frightening. They really do. They have like a they're very dramatic with their introductions, like the the music comes on and <laughs> Get the lights. The, the and...
1: smoke going. <laughs> Dude, blood splattering everywhere.
0: Oh, the scores in this are really neat. I really like that, um I don't I don't know, even though it's like a uh a church bell or something, like it's
1: Hell's Bells, man. Like that, yeah, like that. I think that's how that guy sounds. All right, so it's
0: not a big deal. I just really like Kirsty as a final girl. She's one of, the, she's really prime example. If you're looking for a final girl, not enough people put her in the top four, top five discussion. Some people do, but I think it's because Hellraiser so hit or miss. And it's, it starts
1: slow. Like, yeah. it really
0: does. It mm-hmm. takes a good, for real, 30, 40 minutes for it to get
1: spicy. And it takes at least, I mean, well, there's a small clip of them in the beginning, but it takes at least almost an hour mm-hmm. to get to see them for the first time. Really see them.
0: The finale is great.
1: Uh, yeah. But that's a lot that's a lot of movie to go to through. Um, I, I, I will say, when we're talking horror icons, I do. Pinhead does slip my mind from time to time. Sure, uh, but uh, he does everybody. See, they
0: he falls in that weird realm, man. He's such a... If you were to like really jot down on paper like what's horror... Or if somebody said, hey, Ozark Mark, you do a horror movie podcast. You know Pinhead. Yeah, absolutely, I know Pinhead. No Hellraiser. But it's, it is. It's one of those ones that slips through the kind of cracks. And I felt that would fall in the theme of this season because I really am... I mean, we did The Burning. I like to talk about some of these underbelly horror movies. And even though Hellraiser is such a giant i agree with you man it's uh you still see people rocking the shit but i wish you saw more pinhead masks yeah,
1: well, it's a, it's really a shame too because this <laughs> this film's uh special effects it's makeup like frank just alone ma- ma- imagine the hours why if you haven't seen this watch it look at his multiple fucking ma- masks makeups all that stuff the cenobites. Just them alone doing their stuff, like this the, the and and the birth scene of Frank. The
0: the makeups not so only real yeah it's
1: it's it's really done very well. It's up there with the American Werewolf transformation scene. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely.
0: And and to be quite truthful with you, uh, it's one of those things where it still holds up. The CGI doesn't. Uh, there's parts where CGI looks a little eighties. But it almost looks so old now where it looks different and cool. It doesn't look as – there's going to be something really weird that happens, I think. In like 40 years when somebody goes back and watches an 80s movie, some will be corny. But some might be scarier because it looks so different from what they're used
1: to because they're used to something so polished and clean. Um, Well, yeah. I mean just – for example, the (laughs) electricity. This is the most 80s CGI cheesiest thing (laughs) you could ever – But I enjoyed that, though. I really kind of enjoyed the cheesiness of it a bit. I do, too, man. I do, too. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. Because, I I mean, obviously, this isn't supposed to be realistic any damn way. No, but it does does create its own world, its own tone, its own feel. If you said
0: you were going to watch Hellraiser... It bring I mean move. I, we I'm not being corny or whatever but movies are art and obviously if you think of a certain movie it could put you in a place you're like hey man we're gonna watch sandlot and you're like oh fuck yeah sandlot like that puts you in a, like a summer mood whatever somebody's like hey we're gonna watch Hellraiser you're like oh man I I hear those bells it's I wish I want you to edit those in if at all possible if you can't don't do it don't do it but if you can find those bells that's a sweet score man I don't know what the hell that is but props to that I'm trying to think of makeup too who did the makeup on this it's gonna piss me off once I think of it it's gonna come to me
1: I didn't mean to stump you
0: sometimes it it happens man
1: well there's so much information up there in that brain of yours
0: how can you remember everything I know I know you know what's really funny man so we have these Cenobites and there's different ones okay so we've been talking about Pinhead but you've got the guy if you're watching on our uh, on YouTube you can see him over there he's the thicken. that's Butterball
1: (laughs) <laughs> he, Butterball is the most useless one,
0: and he has a big va- va- vagina on on his belly. He I don't does. I don't know what that's about. It reminds me of video
1: drone. <laughs> With, I don't uh, know either. It's, it feel, I feel bad for the butter one though because uh, he didn't do anything significant the entire time. He just stood there like he was useless. And the one time his time to shine, he gets trampled on by a Falling House. <laughs> he did. Do that's it. it. He did. Poor little Butterball. And then you
0: have. They just call her female Cinnabite, but really I call her protractor face because it looks like she has a protractor in her face. I don't know why. That yeah. was the choice. But she talks, and she has like a real creepy setup. So Pinhead has that like booming like, you open the box, we came. And she's like, yes, you open the box. You know, she's like, like his hype man, but she's soft, and I don't know, dude. It's really crazy. It is really crazy. When she said... um, because there's a confrontation with Kirsty and the Cenobites after she opens the box. And they're like, all right, well, we're taking you. And she's like, no, I can give you Frank. Frank escaped you. I know where he's at. And, the, and that girl was like, maybe we'd like to keep you instead. Like, it was like, oh, shit, dude, this lady's scary.
1: Yeah, Penhand's like, no, I want to hear whatever it is whatever Yeah, he he's like, well, he said, suppose he did escape. <laughs> he said, <laughs> so what supposed, does like, that have to do with you? Yeah. <laughs> Pinhead had the dopest line though in the whole movie, and that in that little exchange though, because he said, uh, "I forget exactly what he said off the top of my head." He said, "Enough with the tears; it's a waste of good suffering."
0: Yeah, he says, "Oh no," he said, "Don't you know? Don't cry." He said, "It's a waste of good tears."
1: Yeah, that's or, dope. Yeah,
0: oh dude, that was badass. That's but a badass there's, there's some, line right there. There's some kink in there too. There's a little bit of spice. A little bit of spice for your life. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. Good stuff. Dude. I lo- but that's because it's Doug Bradley. He's the actor who played Pinhead. Doug Bradley's great, man. He's he's not only just a great uh, scary guy; he's a great actor in general. He's uh, he kind of reminds me of Robert Englund a little bit, just a very smart, erudite guy. Robert's more of a talker. I'm just saying, they're cultured, older cats. You could tell that they're not just like "What's up." They're smart dudes. <clears throat> and you can see it in their films. I got to meet Doug. That was very nice. He's a cool-ass dude. I showed him my tattoo. He enjoyed it. He liked it. And then he punched me.
1: You have a very punchable face. I do. I do. So
0: he didn't punch me. He did not. But he's a nice dude. He was in a, that one of those newer Wrong Turns. I want to say Wrong Turn 6. I don't remember which one it was, but there's that, w- that
1: many wrong turns.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great though. Holy
1: he- shit, that's a lot of wrong turns. And you, know you would what? have, you would eventually think you stop making these wrong turns and make the right turn.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, they actually. You know what's fun about those is they don't. Uh, you don't have to watch one to know the other. So if you're like, hey, I've never seen wrong turn three through five, it's like don't matter doesn't matter you can just watch this new one it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, same shit.
0: Yeah, it's like it's its own it's its own movie. So right. I kind of enjoy that because there's um a lot of TV shows and movies these days where it's like do you guys want to invest 247 hours of your life for the next 2 years? I'm like no, not not preferably if we can just kind of wrap this up with a good hour and a half movie because movies even if it's a long movie it'll eventually be over. And I'm like, all right, I saw it through. Whoa, this is long. But sometimes TV shows, that really does piss me off. You watch a long TV show and it fizzles out bad. You're like, what the hell happened here? Mm-hmm. I've given you so much of my time. Like, <laughs> don't do this to me. Right. Uh, I think the wrong turns do a great job. It just doesn't matter. Uh, it's very light-spirited. Hellraisers aren't light-spirited. They're kind of like deep and dark, but they work well because of the book. Yeah. it's there. Clive doesn't. There's no uh, ambiguity about anything. He made everything he wanted. It's kind of
1: a cool little world. Lots of chains. There are lots of chains. This uh, makes me feel like it was either inspired or inspired the, char- the character Scorpion from Mortal Kombat <laughs> with all these chains just f- launching and hooking into you. I think, well, I think he... When did Mortal Kombat come out? I think it was the 1990. Yeah, 1990 and
0: 1991. Dude, the chains were vicious in this because eventually Frank, you know, when he's takes over Larry's body, he's like wearing a skin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: wearing a skin that, and the Cenobites finally find him, and, and it's the final showdown, which is great. It's the it's the iconic scene. Mm-hmm. He gets all done up with these chains, and he's just like Jesus wept. and they rip them apart.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: something you don't forget as like an eight-year-old kid. You're like, what the fuck?
1: No, seeing his skin all stretched out and everything.
0: Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was uh, some...
1: Here's a part, Mark, that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned
0: yet. What about the pet store creep? The guy that came in there and ate the crickets. <laughs> like, that guy looked like Enzo Amore, the WWE wrestler. Well, he's not in there now, but he looked just like him. Like, I was laughing so hard. I mean, what would you do in that? Like, what would you do in that situation? <laughs> she says. Hey, give those back!
1: <laughs> he just got just like twelve kid. crickets in his hand. Like, <laughs> who says that? Who wants them back? Like, just get out of here, dude! <laughs> hey, Put give them, those back! Give those back! No! <laughs> like, can we go to a pet store and then you just grab crickets <laughs> and see what they say? Hey, give those back! <sighs> that was a
0: very funny scene. And then, like, Kirsty's boyfriend dude comes in and he's like, got this like. You know, it's like that late 80s, early 90s look, kind of looking like Bill Hicks with like a tight
1: black turtleneck. You are like, oh boy. Do you know, you did? you remember the trick that he does when they're at the dinner table? With a cigarette? Yeah.
0: Bro, that's, a, yeah.
1: How do you know how to do that?
0: I've tried it before and it was like bad and I just never did it again.
1: I don't know how he did that. Yeah. What he, for those of you who don't know what he did, is he has a cigarette about three quarters of the way smoked already. Has it on the edge of his lips, and he flips it in his mouth, closes his mouth, and then pops it back out and starts smoking it again. With his lips though, it's just yeah. hanging off his lips, and he like does the little like uh, he does like, a flipperoo flip with his mouth, keeps it in his mouth, and then flips it back out. And it's bam, it's right there, dog. Mm-hmm. And Kirsty's like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> that's all it took in '87 was to do a cigarette trick. But we would have been in there, dog. Yeah, we, we would have been in there. Yeah. We were born in the wrong time. Yeah. Maybe somebody laughs at us. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows, but how about you tell me something? Nobody knows. Do you know anything? About what? You do you know anything? About the presidents? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome to the What Do You Know here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you, you, and you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. So if you're like us, you know what we know, you know what we know. But if you're like, not like us and you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know. And then together we're going to join together like cat dog, and we're going to have a weenogasm. Okay, so let's find out something that you may or may not know about this movie here.
0: You want to know something I know about this movie?
1: Yeah, I want to know something that you know about this movie. Here's something I know. Okay. Please tell me. Hurry up. There was somebody's job.
0: Someone had a job. A career. They were employed. Someone had the job Uh of Cockroach and Maggot Wrangler on the
1: set of this movie. To get all the bugs. That's their job. Could you imagine? What'd you do today? Well, I played with a bunch of maggots and cockroaches. How much money does that guy make? Nah, probably not a fucking lot. I well, mean, I don't know. Probably because, you know, it's probably like a specialty. Are they like trained? They train I, them. Where do, you spray- get a, where do you get a cockroach and magnet guy? I don't know. You know? There's whole, that's what—that's that's why it's an interesting fact because it is I'm a pretty confused.
0: Interesting I'm confused of who's doing this because I'm picturing like the guys from *The Silence of the Lambs* that were working, the bug guys in the basement. Yeah. Those are the only bug guys I know. Well, who collects bugs? Yeah, those are the only guys I know. That's weird. The Silence of the Lambs guy. So yeah, that's uh, maybe that was their job. Maybe. That's pretty weird, yeah. So uh, that's a pretty strange fact. You got any kind of facts? Uh, you know, I like stuff. I like to know
1: stuff. Yeah, I got a fact here. Okay. Uh, sorry, excuse me. No, you're fine. I belched. <laughs> belched. So, when you're talking about the movie Hellraiser, you know, it was from 1987. Yep. And uh, it had artwork on the cover. And on the cover, what you're used to seeing is Pinhead with the Pandora's box.
0: Oh yeah, he's holding That's the little the puzzle cover. box there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: he's a little little puzzle box smiling with his needles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So originally, the uh, that was not supposed to be the cover that they wanted. Oh, so they wanted something different. They for wanted it. something different. They I like wanted. That one. They wanted. I, I think it's a good one. But they wanted originally wanted uh, Frank all uh you know all, all nasty all, looking m- all meated up okay. on the cover.
0: Well, I mean it makes
1: sense because he's really more of the main character than Pinhead is. But I mean, Pinhead's the star. It's like a but love the, story, yeah. But yeah, but the studio was like, "Hey, no, no, we ain't doing that. We need we that we don't want the grotesque material over here." So, uh, they went with Pinhead, which I think it was a better idea. You know, a lot of these things that we talk about facts here, where they were gonna do something else, what they went with is always the better idea. it Seems like to me, you know. For sure, for yeah. sure
0: it worked. It's like, uh, maybe it wouldn't have worked if it was the other way around.
1: Yeah. So that's, uh, that's all I know here. You know anything else about this movie here? Yeah. I know something about this movie. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> Look, I know something about this movie. The Puzzle Box? You know the Puzzle Box? That was inspired by Clyde Barker's grandpa. Black Barker's grandpa gave him a puzzle box when
1: he was a little boy. And he says, oh shit, this is interesting. I like this. This is neat. Was it like a Rubik's Cube or an actual like puzzle box? He said he got it from the
0: Far East. So I don't know. I'm picturing something like The Exorcist, like Father Marin in the beginning when he's getting
1: these weird little relics. I imagine that's where he got it from somebody like that. At a cafe like that at the beginning of The Exorcist. So that's what, kind of like, you know, the beginning of this movie is here when he's at the Far East. Watch your pleasure. That guy that guy that's what i'm picturing yeah well that's pretty cool there that's kind of that i didn't you know you know think about it this is kind of based on a true story yeah it kind of is yeah yeah because you know based on true story means it's just you know based on a true story we can make a movie about the uh, you know my life your life and and make it about donuts and pigs but it's based on a true story
0: yeah, yeah, you know what as I'm long saying? as you include some facts, you yeah. know. Hey,
1: there's a fact. But there was a real inspiration of your grandfather going back to the Far East and getting a puzzle box here. Yeah. That's what he did. He yeah, liked to do that's that. That's what he did. That's good stuff. That's great stuff. Look, now you guys know stuff about Hellraiser you didn't before you went in. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I hope you have a towel nearby because you're having a weak orgasm right about now. <laughs> so let it breathe after you're done. Yeah, you gotta do that for sure. Okay, let's go. Let's go back to the other guys now. Okay. So that's that. That's some
0: interesting stuff, though, Ozark. That is pretty cool. I like knowing that about the movie poster because that movie poster
1: is pretty iconic if you really think about it. Oh yeah, like do a Google image search. It's like the first ten that pop up. <laughs> for sure. For you young Thundercats out there who don't know what the fuck a poster is. Obviously, I was thinking next season, Mark.
0: I don't know if it will be next se- Well, I think it would be appropriate for next season. We can obviously touch the horror movies that deal with the seasons if we get into Christmas and um, uh, you know cover some of those flicks. But as the season rolls on for next season, I think we need a, see- a season of sequels. Well, we can bust the- just all sequels, the whole season. I think that would be great. And I definitely think one of the Hellraisers
1: will be on there as well. You're going to break it, Ozark. I'm not doing anything. It's going to short not. It. No, it's not. Uh-huh. Well, then I'll fucking unplug it then. How about that? You're just breaking and shorting all the Nobody's, wires. Nobody's, you don't know about technology. You don't. Aliens. No, you don't. Dude. You don't know anything. I know a couple things. You can barely find Channel 3 on the fucking remote. I would do a lot better if it was the old school way, where we had
0: to like screw on the coaxial cable or look for the three. Yeah, back then, I dude, missed we, the knob. Dude, we were like little people putting like taking apart bombs. If you wanted to hook up a fucking N sixty four, you're back there like red wire, green wire, go <laughs> blue goes blue, blue goes blue, blue. Go, did you see anything? Do you see anything? Yeah, <laughs> Super like, Nintendo ding! days.
1: That's what it was. Super yeah. Nintendo days on channel three. Yep. Like my mom One. my mom has an old school VCR that she still uses like it's a VCR DVD combo. I got a VCR behind you. Yeah. And it's the thing where it has to be on like the VCR has to be set to channel 3. The TV has to be set to channel 3. This concept eludes her sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, "Well, what was wrong with it? Well, this was on channel 4 when it needs to be on channel 3. Things need to connect." Anything with technology, tech fucking technology, fucking technology. Right? It has to connect. It's all electricity. You have to connect the things together for, to get the signal to from point A to point B. That's all it is. It's all electricity is. Anything electronic has to f- have signal flow. Anything with audio or visual it all has to be signal flow to the spot. It needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just had a producer gasm. I did. I like that. I'm sticking to this chair right now. <laughs> we need towels down here. So, Christian Ramey. Yeah? I love asking you this question. Okay. You know what question it is. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and do it. You are asking me my favorite part of the movie.
0: Yes. The cricket guy scenes up there. I enjoy that a lot. I tell you I tell you what's really funny about this. I tells you. I tells the guy. Okay. I was talking... I was talking about this with somebody and they were saying, um, Frank, it's definitely super kinky because he's like, he tells Julia, he goes by daddy, you know, he's like, come to daddy. But he doesn't, he doesn't say it like daddy. It's like it's spelled like D-E-D-D-I, come to Diddy. It is, isn't it? <laughs> you're never going to be able to hear it the same again. And it's just like, come to daddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how he says it.
0: Diddy, come to daddy. Yeah, bust Years that one day. out next time when you're throwing some back shots in there just <laughs> diddy's here <laughs> <No>. <laughs> diddy I don't know man that's creepy to me yeah no it's very strange to, to you know come in with that so that I don't like the diddy <laughs> you know I prefer just
1: the father <laughs> come to father
0: <laughs> rip my guts out father that's what I enjoy.
1: Oh, that's, okay, that, that's what my fiance right. says. Don't tell me that ever again. Um, so that's good. That's the good. Part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with the uh... my guts out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the ladies say. No, they don't. No, no, they don't. I'm learning. Ever. That's something you just made up. Do you
0: <laughs> have a favorite part of this? That that part makes me laugh a lot. I do enjoy that part. And here's
1: another part. That's my turn. Fuck you. No, Hold
0: on real quick. No, real it's quick. my turn. All right. I'll it's come back. Turn. I'm coming back after yeah, this. That's I have to fine. This. You, right. We
1: can go bring it around town right to you. <laughs> my favorite part is the movers. Okay, when the two moving guys are in there, they just crack me up. So they just sit down the mattress. The first word out of this guy's mouth is "Gay beer." <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: no that's fucks your fir- given. That's
1: your first thing, not "How you doing?" This is a nice place you got here. Watch your foot. No, it's "Gay beer." <laughs> and then like they're giving Julia awkward looks like, "Stop, yeah. <laughs> you trying to." And then Kirsty walks in. This is be- this is the best part. This is my favorite part. Kirsty walks in and she goes, he, one guy goes, Oh, it must be my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> like you can like, catcall and like oh, you can't yeah. do that it's shit. It's like horrible. And then she walks past and you know, she goes to make goes to make goes to make coffee or whatever. And then Larry comes back <laughs> and the mover guy is like, is that your daughter? Yeah, that's my daughter. Well, she's got her mother's beauty. Her mother's dead. <laughs> 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 Like, oh. <laughs> you could have said that a little different, Larry. Yeah, I know. Lawrence, how
0: about we take down the seriousness? He just
1: straight, it was just out of nowhere. Like, her mother's dead. <laughs> oh. Not like, oh, well, her mother passed away. It's like, no, just straight up to the point, blunt as possible. Yeah, her mother's dead.
0: You know how, oh. you, s- you, know how you told me that you think Scorpion might have had a little inspiration from the chains? Yeah. You're familiar with Mick Foley, or, you know, as Mankind. Yes. Do you remember the move called the Mandible Claw? Yeah. It's a wrestling move where uh, somebody comes in and they take like their... It's Mr. Socko, isn't it? Well, he that became a variation. But when he was Mankind, uh, initially he just did the Mandible and then he came out with the Socko, which was the same thing. But you pretty much take your... Ring and your middle finger, and you shove it down somebody's tongue, and you just push down on it's a very weird and awkward thing. But the first interaction with Kirsty, when these damn Cenobites come in, Chatterer, which we haven't discussed him yet, he's got big old teeth like me, and he's coming in. He straight puts this girl in a mandible cloth, just mm-hmm. like, like fingers
1: in your oh, mouth. What do those fingers taste like? You think?
0: Oh, I spicy. Spicy. Uh, I'm thinking
1: like coleslaw or something. Yeah, hot dogs. Hot cold, dogs. Cold hot dogs. Yeah, could be it.
0: Yep, that's definitely a possibility. So I, I think that's every time I see that part where he just busts in, it's like no. I just,
1: just hear. I just hear. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Jerry, and, uh, Jerry Lawler and... Jerry Lawler and J.R.? Yeah, yeah, J.R. Just, the Mandible Claw! Oh, God! Oh, my God, the Mandible Claw!
0: Somebody out there with free time, please uh, just, you know, edit that scene with uh, some wrestling Mandible Claw with J.R. just going nuts. and
1: Just a montage of all the Mandible Claws. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, well, just like uh, this scene in particular when Chatterer comes in and gets her, just, you know, make it a wrestling thing. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be way easy. Uh-oh, you can't do that, dude. You cannot do that over there. Shut up. He yawned.
1: People yawn. I need to get oxygen to, oxygen to my brain. You know why? Because you're suffocating me down here in your hot house. It's not that you just had You just had like candles lit and shit. You're fucking blowing your e-cigarette smoke all over the place. You're creating smog. Yeah. That kills people. I guess you got a point, man. I guess so, man. We're doing something we love. So let's do something we love, and why don't you rate this fucking movie?
0: We do need to rate it. Sloppy Horror Rating,
1: baby, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast Rating, because you just went through that little portal there, and now you're here. So, hello to you. You might be wondering what we're doing here. On the sloppy horror rating well it's exactly what it is it's a sloppy horror rating we're here to rate this movie we're here to tell you what it rates on a horror movie scale i am not doing that because i don't do that shit but christian <laughs> ramey does do that stuff that is his life and you should listen to him because he's pretty smart when it comes to this stuff so we're going to do this in a series of four categories three to categories where three points last category is worth for a total of 10 points all together 10 points all together Diaz, like they say, south the border. So, let's go on to the uh, first category here in the Slavy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. So, casting, this is actually a pretty easy give-me.
0: Clive Barker stated that, you know, I don't want to hire on just young, beautiful teenage people. I want actors and actresses and people that know how to deliver. He worked with Doug Bradley in a play, and it wasn't it wasn't Pinhead, but he was some kind of dude that tortured people. Uh his character was. And that was some of the inspiration for this to use him. Everyone killed it in this movie. There's like not a wink well, a weak link, excuse me. This is a 3 out of 3 hands down. No no questions asked. 3 out of 3. I mean, even
1: as annoying as Julia is, this movie wouldn't have worked if she wasn't so annoying. No, you need her to be annoying. Like she did what exactly what her character was meant to do. She's like a bitch, not in like that and I obviously we don't call ladies bitches that often.
0: I do. Oh, well, he does. But this isn't like, oh, she's like, you know, she's a bitch like in a hot way. She looks mean, dude, like all the time. Like she looks super fucking mean for no reason. You're like, "Will you smile,
1: please?" Do you know what she did? She was smoking in the house, and she put the she stomped the cigarette out on the floor and walks away.
0: Oh, bro! You remember bro. when
1: she did that in the beginning of the movie?
0: Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch? Oh, bro! You would, yeah. Ooh. You're on your hands and knees with pledge. Oh. You're cleaning that out. So
1: that's three out of ten so far. After the first category, we're gonna go on to the second second little picky here, and that is, uh, kills.
0: So there is a variety. We have hammer, we have chains. Okay. Um, what else we got going on? Was there anything else aside from hammers and chains?
1: Hammers and chains. There was Hammers some, and Chains. Some some dude got skinned. Yeah. Larry got skinned. And drained,
0: and that one guy he got like pinned to the wall, you remember, and then there was those weird noises. I wasn't exactly sure what he was making, but those are fun, very creative, a lot of gore blood, um very creative in that sense, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming for a movie. You want some kills. This is a three out of three. It's not a three. It is a three. It's not a three. It's at least a two. I'm telling you, here's why. Because, like, think of when Frank was hung upside down on that crazy thing and he's like draining blood. You're getting people dying with a hammer. If you're coming to watch a horror flick, this is laced with kills throughout the whole time, people are dying. Let me reconsider your uh, your thought, though. Uh, let me get I'm it. I'm fine.
1: I'm fine with let, the. Let's I'm go. Fine let's with,
0: go two and a half.
1: I'm fine with the. I think it should be a two. Two and a half. I think it should be a two, because there is a good variety. There is a good number of kills, but the variety isn't really there. Really, you just have hammer somebody getting beat with a hammer, and then getting ripped apart by chains. That's it. There's a lot of them. She kills like four people with the hammer. Yeah. Okay. You got one kill from the Cenobites, and that's Mm -hmm. just the chain at the end. So there's a good amount of kills, but (laughs) I feel like if you're going to get a three, you've got to have a good amount of kills and a variety of them to get to the three. I will accept your appeal, and we will go for two. Hot damn! I never knew. I, I got a rating. This my that's my first rating. Did yeah, you? we'll go too. That's, that's my fine. First that's fine. I I really here. I usually don't agree with you here, but I had to disagree then with I, you a little bit I, on that one. There,
0: I'm throwing that blood and that extra gore into my
1: rating for the fear. As you should. That makes a better place for it. So let's go on to the uh, third and final category here, as we are at a five out of ten so far, and that is um, fear. Is this movie a scary movie, Christian Raimi? I would say for sure, because do you remember, what
0: obviously, every time the Cenobites come, there's crazy imagery with blood. You remember, like, the IV was dripping blood, and blood was coming out of the walls. Mm-hmm. Cenobites are very dramatic. I was just talking about how you see Frank being tortured, and that's kind of a big, like, that's really, co- like, that's some imagery, like, you just don't forget. He's, like, spinning upside down. He's just, like, leaking and draining blood. Frank the whole time looks super gory and scary. As an adult, I don't know if this movie will really frighten you, but as an adult, I don't really know if any movie's going to frighten you. But as a kid, this scared the shit out of me. And I think they put enough frightening imagery in this and all sorts
1: for it to be a three. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's a lot of scary imagery, um, and it's, it's kind of got that uh, Freddy fear. Mm-hmm. A little bit because it, it it focuses on one thing like they're supernatural, but there's something that is believable somewhat as a box, a puzzle box, like they're very much that will make you not look at a puzzle box the same. And they built suspense, little box like even they, they even
0: had pop scares. Like you remember, like that monkey scream. Like yep. it, there was that was not needed, not necessary, but it like really oh. like sent the end of the yeah. scene in well, the transition I'm, into something. I'm telling
1: you, when they when they first appear, when. Uh, Kirsty first opens that box in the hospital and you first see them all there and they're getting ready to take her, you feel kind of like, oh, shit, girl. Like, that's kind of... Like, I would be terrified if I was her. Like, fuck, you're going to... Especially just because of what they do. Yeah. Is 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 frightening enough. I mean, they're going to f- f- rip you to pieces And then slowly. even the fact that, like, this lady will kill you with a
0: hammer and dupe you at the bar, That's that's got some fear to it oh, as yeah. well.
1: Mm-hmm. Make your second guess, you go home with a broad and sunglasses and oh, yeah. star earrings. She's going to get you. Yeah. So that's three. Good. That's a good one. All right. So that takes us to eight out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast Rain. We're down to the last category here, and that is the special little one-point category, which is, does Christian Roy Amy fuck with this movie? I do. I, I do. I This would have been a perfect ten out of ten if it wasn't
0: for Ozark Mark, but... I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm man. sorry, Hellraiser fans.
1: Look, man, maybe, but maybe I agree the, with those. Are maybe Mark. the uh, the uh, you know sequels may be perfect scores, but I'm telling you, if you really think about it, I guess you do have a point with variety. I, but I I
0: lumped what I was talking about into fear, so I fear I feel fair about that. And yeah, that's a that's a solid rating. Hellraiser is a pillar in the horror community. This is somebody who made their own story. It's its own fucking thing. It's not just one thing that's scary, and they add all different. You got the psychological, you got just the imagery, you've got some pop scares, you got the whole fucking kit and caboodle. Great flick, and if you don't mess with it, I understand. If you really, really don't like Hellraiser, try starting it like forty-eight minutes in. Like, just watch, like, the last half of it. It's like yep. Titanic, that bitch. Put in the second tape. Exactly. And watch the... Or it's
1: like turning on 8 Mile just to watch the rap battles.
0: Yeah, like, just watch the part. Or it's
1: turning on Home Alone just to see Marvin Harry break into the house. Yes. This is kind of a movie like that. Mm-hmm.
0: I enjoy the the beginning part, but I will admit it's
1: slow, so... Um... It, is, it is a little bit of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to establish the story, I guess but this is more of like story based and horror I'm, I'm, type of movie. I mean this has, you actually have to pay attention a little bit in this to to understand fully what's going on. Not a lot, not like, not like a mystery type movie, but you do kind of kind of know what's going on a little bit to understand. I for sure with
0: you agree. Uh, I agree with you for sure is what I should say. Um And it's not like a four-hour movie either, so that's kind of cool, too. Even though it's a slow burn getting into it, it's not some, like, long-ass movie. It's a pretty normal length for a movie.
1: It's an hour and 33 minutes. Yeah, it's it's not bad at all. With three minutes of credits, so it's about an hour and a half of your life. That's perfect. I love movies that are an hour and a half. That's the perfect amount of time for a movie. Perfect amount of time for a movie. Yep. I like that, Mark. I do. This is Hellraiser, man. You
0: guys need to go out and watch this. We're going into the spooky season. And obviously we got big things coming for you folks aside from Pinhead. You you think we were just going to go and not talk about Pinhead? We were just casually not going to. We were. It's here. And guess what? It's almost September.
1: That's it's just like a couple days away. Yes it is. September. That's the that's the time where the weather starts to cool down. Thank fuck god. I hope it does at least. But I want you to wake me up when September ends.
0: Do you like that? I kind of made that up.
1: No, you did (laughs) Yeah, I did. I think that it's got a ring to it. Um, Well, you should trademark it.
0: Yeah, I will. I'm going to put it in a song. It's about terrorism. Now, what I'm excited for is obviously we will remind you again because maybe this is your first episode. We have 13 episodes this season, and the 13th episode will be hitting you, sons of bitches, on Halloween Day, which is a Sunday. Usually our episodes come out on Mondays, but this will be a Sunday. But what we'll do for you guys is we will release it a week early with the 12th episode. Okay? And we'll put that on Patreon. So if you want to watch it a week early, you want to support Ozark, Mark, and I, that would be a great way to do it. You also want to help us out, we have the website. That's up now, com. Go on there. You want some t-shirts, you want some candles, and we're just at the start of all this. So, I mean, this is just very entry level, and we're getting our our feet our feet wet and all this, but we've had so many requests from all of you guys, and we've had such a big help uh, from all of you people that have reached out. So, much thanks, and much love, for sure. For sure. So just please be excited for Halloween, guys. That's what it's all about. I mean, I know you're like me, you're passionate for horror, you like to feel good. Make sure you throw this one in your rotation. And make sure you fucking check us out every Monday. That's why we give them to you on Monday, because you got a whole your whole week ahead of you. I don't know what your week is panned out and doing, but there's an hour in your week that you can spend with us. And if you want to get a hold of us, obviously you can reach out to us on, you know, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook. We we've been doing a decent uh, amount of things on the Instagram as far as like little contests and giveaways. So if you guys are into that, you could follow us there. Sloppy horror on there. But message us. Let us know how you're feeling. A lot of you guys do. But just let us know where you're from. Let us know what you're he- trying to hear us talk about because that's wh- what we love to
1: do. We like to lean into what you guys want to hear about. That's what we're here to do. Because remember, we are giving providing entertainment for you. Yeah, we want to know what you want to do. Men of the people. What do you like to hear? What do you want to know? Yes. What do you love? And what do you want to hear our opinions about? Because you're still here, so you find our opinions interesting, I guess. Exactly. I suppose so. I mean, you know, this guy over here. I mean, he's to he can you can name any movie you want. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. It's a problem. He's going to tell you. So, yeah, just make
0: sure if you know that following us on all of our platforms is a big help for us if you want to help
1: Sloppy Horror Podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, the two main ones, seems like right now, the most interactive ones are TikTok. Okay. And don't forget about the Sloppy Horror Discord chat. Yeah. Well, you're going to, here's the thing you're going to have to reach
0: out to Ozark or to me and message us, and we can send you a link to the Discord because it's private. We, you, not for the fact that we're trying to keep limited amount of people, but you just don't want any weirdo going in there and shaking things up with the great community that we've you know, established. So if you want to be a part of that, reach out
1: to us. We have watch parties. I watch movies usually every night with the people. You can send us an application. Yeah, okay. exactly. It just consists of your name, your social security number, <laughs> and, your and, and, a, and a front and rear nude picture. Yes. Yes. So that's the that's the qualifications, and if you meet the qualifications, Christian will send you a link, and then you can join the uh, mm-hmm. the family. Exactly. The family. That's how it works around here. But it's a good time, though. It's it's a great thing. You know, these these people are looking out for each other, and they really help uh, people through their day. It seems like so. That's that's good. It's a good uh, good place. Good, nice, uh, safe place for. Uh, you, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm very
0: thankful for all of them on there, and also too. We're going to be out in Texas next month, or I will promote in Sloppy Horror Podcast at the Texas Frightmare Festival. So if you see me say something, um, I don't know what kind of little care packages we'll have or what time you'll catch me, but maybe I'll have something for you. Come say something. I'm definitely going to be making a lot of content and having a lot of fun. So I hope I see you guys out there. I really
1: do. Hellraiser, 1987. Clive Barker, Go watch it. Okay, you can you can you can uh you can rent it on uh you know Amazon, I believe. There is somebody who uploaded it to YouTube, the full movie, the one you don't have to pay for, but it's very low quality. It's like one it's like three sixty frames per second, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, go but, go uh, it's but, on shutter, uh, I believe, it is, right now too. Yes, it is on shutter. Um if you're a horror fan and you don't have shutter, I mean what are you doing?
0: Come on, Shutter, Hook us up, bro. I know. We're plugging you for nothing. I
1: know, damn. Yeah, guys. Let's just say they are. That. This is brought to you by our great sponsor, Shudder.
0: <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> I wish it was, but
1: and you know, Marlboro cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And also Kroger purified water. I it's don't... the purest of the purified waters. Mark. Blu- also,
0: y- Eureka. You're gonna have to blur all that out. I don't think you can have those in there.
1: Yeah, we can. It's on YouTube. We can do whatever the fuck we want.
0: No, nah, it's because we have ads on YouTube. is why we can't
1: we're gonna see where it goes
0: okay that's fine okay that's not a that's i wouldn't say our podcast is sponsored by people it's not and by cigarettes i never said it was cigarettes (laughs) i never said it was
1: i didn't say weed i just said eureka nobody knows what it is yeah it's not it could be anything it's not weed it's not it's not it's actually it's not all it is is uh thumb drives yeah Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think about
0: that hmm Or SD cards, SNRD cards.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, boys and girls, it's been fun. Yeah. It As was. always, hanging with you. Because you know you probably think I'm in your tape deck now. With On the backseat, You bug-eyed, your out Double that. Yeah. We at this. Fuck bit. way down.
0: I love that song.
1: Will you just say something so we can leave? bye guys I love you that's pretty good